Hey fam, it's Lexi here to welcome you to the You Can Through Christ podcast. I am so honored and excited you're here. I pray these words give you the confidence to know you can do all things through Him. He is for you, loves you, and made you for an exact purpose for this life and the one to come. Stay tuned to find out. Sports are my passion. To give you a little background how much my family and I love them, I grew up playing volleyball, basketball, and softball since I could walk. I played for my high school growing up, but also played the travel club sector, leading me into playing in college and then coaching during my clinicals in grad school. My dad was the head coach for softball, and he has been inducted into the USA Hall of Fame. These years consisted of state to national tournaments all around the country. My best friends growing up were my teammates. My mom, brother, and the rest of my family were my constant encouragement. Realize how much I love sports yet? In my own life, I have never seen a separation between sports and God because I have seen God work in some powerful ways in sports in my life. God gave us our bodies and lives in them, and we are to take care of them for our health too. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have received from God, you are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Sports teach you to push back your fear. The second you play timid or play to not lose instead of to win, you will not reach your full potential. Trying to live life without Jesus is like trying to hit a ball without a bat. You can have all the natural talent in the world that he blessed you with, since you've been born, but you will never fulfill the awesome things he has in store for you in every aspect of your life until you commit to him. Even if your efforts don't get easier, they get more familiar and become more of a fundamental or habit as we hear a lot of in sports. With sports, especially being a captain, comes great responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. To be a good captain or leader on your team, you need to show your teammates their value more than trying to show them your own value and that you believe in them. Sports show you what it's like to build a community. Your motivation will be strongest when you are serving your teammates. Are you scared to be a captain because you're afraid you will fail when you're supposed to be the example? Just like having faith or being a leader, it's not about failing. You will fail in your life. It is how you handle your failure. Most people won't even try. Give yourself credit for trying. Hebrews 12, 11 through 12 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet, so that the lame may not so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. To play sports, you need to fight fatigue. An athlete has to train their brain just like you train your muscles. This is where grit and resilience come in. There is never an excuse for anyone to work harder than you. Sports show you never to give up, and practice can beat talent. This is why I love defense and basketball. Even if you miss your shots on offense, you can always control how quick you get back on defense. I always strived for the MVP award, but knew a lot of times it was out of my control. One award you can always win is the Hustle Award. Proverbs 15.32 says, Those who disregard discipline despise themselves, but the one who heeds correction gains understanding. You have to learn to take correction from your coach. As one of the greatest coaches of all time, Vince Lombardi, who coached the Green Bay Packers, once said, 
The difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength, not a lack of knowledge, but rather a lack of will. Satan uses accusation to create doubt in your abilities, but it only has power if we believe it or if you agree to it. Once you doubt yourself, he knows this will take you out of the game. Giants can fall even when others do not believe in you. Being smaller in sports where size matters, it has showed me I can play up to higher levels even when my size says otherwise. Practice is key. I understand some people are gifted naturally in some areas more than others, but I am telling you, you can do anything you set your mind to with faith, passion, and practice. I have played sports since I've been little, and the neuroplasticity in my brain was able to easily help me develop these skills. However, I recently picked up guitar. When I first started, many said that maybe I just didn't have the talent. I knew, just like sports, if I practiced, I could get good good enough to play in church for Miss Wisconsin and for my friend's wedding. I prayed and practiced, and it happened for all three. If you're willing to use your gifts, talents, or passions to worship God and for His glory, He sees and He wants to help. One key is to return to fundamentals in our sports in order to become a great player. Your form needs to be correct before you can generate all of your power into your swing, your shot, or your serve. It goes the same for Jesus. I think I think those of us in Christ tend to think, I know the story already, and not realize we need to continually go back to the core of our relationship with Christ and be renewed daily as we are being infected by sin constantly throughout our day. Absolutely, keep growing in your relationship as in sports, keep growing your skills, but you will never continue to flourish unless you keep the fundamentals at hand. The thought of Jesus being crucified on that cross should always move you and never seem like old or repeated news. If it ever does, it's time to go back to the fundamentals. 1 Timothy 4, 7-10 through 10 says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially of those who believe. We never have to strive for God's approval and love. It is given to us unconditionally. However, we strive toward our goals with the motivation being his love instead of having that burden that we have to be good enough. Frankly, that will not motivate you, but simply drain you. Once an NFL kicker was on the news and they, in a sense, were asking him how he felt after missing the kick, losing one of the most important games. His answer is key. He said he plays football, but his identity is in Christ. I love sports, but they are not my identity, and they are not yours either. I also heard a player say they were benched for many years, but eventually when he became the league quarterback, he realized God's timing was perfect. Paul says physical training is of some value, and we should desire to take care of our bodies, but rather than being obsessed with our bodies, we need to pour that energy into caring about others' well-being. It's hard to be obsessed with how your body looks when you put your energy into others and just focus on working out and eating your best. Sports will continue, or sports will come to an end and change as we get older. Our bodies either will not work the same or someone someone better may come along. I've been there. 
It feels like my life is over at the time. It crushed me because sports have always been a part of my identity. Sports teach you discipline, how to be a good teammate, how to compete at high levels, courage, confidence, bringing accomplishments through teamwork, ultimately all showing God's power. They teach you discipline because you will not get good at a sport or in shape if you only work at it once a week. It's the same with our relationship with Jesus. If you only focus on him on Sundays, you will not be in the best shape you can be for his team. So what about those maybe with physical disabilities? I've coached for the Special Olympics and in general, being an occupational therapist, have tried to help those struggling physically to have the opportunity to play in the beautiful world of sports. Bethany Hamilton is an amazing example of not letting adversity stop her as she lost one of her arms due to a shark attack, yet continues to surf, which shout out to one of my favorite movies of all time, Soul Surfer, I highly recommend. I was also helping out at a tryout for my high school one year. I saw there was a girl with only one arm playing. Anything is possible when the passion and discipline is there. However, what if you were in an accident, leaving your body completely paralyzed? No matter what, you could not move any part of your body, and let's say you couldn't play sports. I think the question would lie, is your life over? As much as it would feel like it, no doubt, it would not be because sports only give you a temporary crown. But when our identity is in the eternal crown, it can never be taken away. As staying active and eating proper, healthy nutrition is important, so is rest. The struggle in trying to find the balance is real. God commands us to rest just like he commands us to work hard. God did not create us to go all the time. We stay in shape not for our glory but for his. Isaiah 26:12 says, Lord, you establish peace, peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. We exercise to have the energy and stamina to serve him. We can pray for the best body to be or to be the best athlete or to be in the best shape, but this is where free will will come in. God will provide opportunities to help you take care of your body, but with free will, he lets us make the choice. Honey and sweets are fine in moderation and have their place, but if you have too much, you will get sick. Proverbs 25.16 says, If you find honey, eat just enough. Too much, and you will vomit. <laughs> I know God has given us food to be enjoyed, and I pray about what he wants me to put into my body. The more I've prayed, the better I've got at it. Psalm 104.14-15 says, Plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth, wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. Ezekiel 24.10 even talks about making sure we spice our meat. <laughs> Isaiah 44.12 says, He gets hungry and loses his strength. He drinks no water and grows faint. It is important you nourish your body and stay hydrated, as it is hard to serve God if you and your teammates and your coaches when you feel weak. When it comes to exercise and eating healthy, it's the same concept as how we tackle sin. Do not focus on what you shouldn't do, but focus on what you should do and try to find enjoyment in it. Many times we want to do good, fall short, get upset, and give up. The battle of health and sin starts in the mind. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6 says, We have the power to diminish strongholds by making every thought obedient to Christ. This includes strongholds on sin and addictions even when it comes to our health and sugar. Proverbs 4, 20-22 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. 
Ultimately, what brings health and nourishment to us is to listen and fear the Lord and shun evil. He says to keep his words close to our heart and it will bring healing to our entire body. Naturally, when we desire to listen to God, since he is good, you'll desire good things. He will provide the guidance and how to care for our bodies once this is our first priority. Proverbs 3, 7 through 8 says, Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Motivation also begins in the mind. When you realize God puts a goal and passion in your heart, and you know you serve a God who will help you to accomplish them, you cannot help but to feel motivated. Every day since I've been eight years old, I have worn the necklace, well, not worn, but I've kept I've kept the necklace with a basketball on it, and it had the verse Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which is the theme of this podcast and my book coming out. You never know how God can use you. Tim Tebow wore John 3.16 on his face during a game, and millions heard the gospel. Playing sports has been the perfect demonstration of God's will for our lives. God gives us practice through his word, so we'll be ready to play. You cannot be on the team or play if you do not know what God asks of you. However, you also can't score if you don't swing the bat, shoot, shoot the ball, or serve. God already told you he will bring you to home plate. The path of how you get there is up to your preparation and willingness to trust him as you round first base, second base, and third base. I think also if you think about the entire game ahead of time, you're going to get overwhelmed. Focus on each play, but having peace knowing in the end we are going to win on God's side. I'm not saying not to prepare because as any athlete will tell you how much you need to prepare for each individual play. God's will will pan out if you are focused on obeying the Holy Spirit in each moment of your life. Psalm 115.1 says, Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Proverbs 25.19 says, Like a broken tooth or a lame foot is, is reliance on the unfaithful in a time of trouble. I know all about broken teeth as I have three from diving to catch a foul ball in softball and running into a fence. All that matters is that I caught the ball, right? My teeth are now stable due to the help of a dentist who's a great family friend of ours, shout Henry. Um, but before the final cap was put on my teeth, it wasn't stable and neither are the unfaithful. If there are people on the team who try to gossip about each other or try to gossip about their teammates, I know it can be very awkward to just stop conversations. Always pray and ask God of how to redirect these conversations and the positives about your teammates and what skills you feel they add to the team, either physically, mentally, or as an encouragement. Your team is supposed to be like your family, and you want to stay faithful. Jeremiah 12.5 says, If you have raced with men on foot, and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? You should always practice for the best competition. What good is it to practice for lower competition when you know you eventually will have to play the best? Progress can and should come in small steps, but the goal should always be on how to push yourself to be the best and to reach the potential of the God-given talents and abilities you have been blessed with. Our bodies are not our own. They belong to God and should be treated as valuable and taken care of. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. You are God's temple when you have Christ as Holy Spirit living inside of you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, 
Do you know that yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? 2 Corinthians 6, 16 says, For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God and they will be my people. Ephesians 2.22 says, And in him you too are being built built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Even though the Bible talks about competing and that sports and physical training are of some value, the important and truly in the end, only eternal value is to receive the eternal crown. 1 Corinthians 9.24-27 says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. It seems like Paul and John were both competitive. (laughs) John 24 says, Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first, as well as John 20, verse 8, which says, finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first. It is great to want to push yourself to be the best you can to win the competition, but the key is not to glow over your opponent and still love on them. You know, once you beat them. Proverbs 24, 17 through 18 says, Do not gloat when your enemy falls, when they stumble. Do not let your heart rejoice, or the Lord will see and disapprove. In all seriousness, I love sports and I love competing, but I can't let it get in the way of the ultimate goal and achievement of life, to receive the eternal crown that I cannot achieve on my own or by any effort, but only by following the best coach, leading us to the ultimate victory of life for eternity. We want to compete in such a way that even our opponents will want to join our team. We were able to run with perseverance for the race marked out for us because we stayed focused on that of Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1-3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Philippians 1, 27-28 says, Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. When you play with a team, you are all striving together for one common goal, one common championship, uniting yourselves together and making it easy to form trustworthy relationships. We are to be the same way as believers. We are striving together toward one goal, one finish line to get as many as we can with us on our team under the Super Bowl championship coach. When we stand together, we stand firm and are able to resist the enemy. 2 Timothy 2, 3-10 says, Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. 
The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I think the most valuable concept sports taught me about is sacrifice, what Christ did for us. Sports teach you to put others before yourself. They teach you to be the teammate who is willing to lay down the bunt to get your teammate to second from first, even though your stats will show you made the out. When I was libero for volleyball, you had to constantly ask what hurts worse, when you hit the floor to dive and save a ball, or when the ball would hit the floor and you'd let your team down. Sports teach you to be the one to take the assist in basketball, even if you don't make the game-winning shot, if it means your team will succeed. The amazing thing is, when you genuinely care about your teammates and truly are desiring the same goal, you are just as excited about your team making that game-winning shot, just as if you did. Some have made the argument, God does not care about sports. I say, God cares about how many hairs are on your head, meaning, of course he cares, and can and will use them for his glory and your good. God cares about what you care about, and I truly believe that he desired the passions in each of us. Thanks for hanging out with us. For more, go to youcanthroughchrist.com. You are loved.